Ah, man, greetings and salutations, good people. Welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. For those of you watching from the future, welcome to the top 20. Welcome to my humble abode that I have put in a backdrop, a cool microphone, a nice shirt. I did not shave today. Can't have everything you want. Um, I am going to turn up the volume in the in the headphones. I'm going to lean over like this. Ah, much better. I like it. Uh, it's nice to see the chat is already at work. Yeah. Yep. Fighting about the Islanders already. You know, it's funny. One of the like there there are a few things about New York that I find more amusing than the uh, sports teams. <laughs> Like kind of rivalries, it's just great. Um, they are they they just the state of New York just gave out I think it was eight or nine licenses for online sports betting, um, and they were saying they expected to bring in like fifty million dollars or something over the over the fiscal year, which honestly sounds light, but they were saying um, that you know the reason like New York is such a prime market. Because of all the sports teams. Like, New York has a sports team in every sport uh, and multiples. You know what I mean? So, like, you can be a Mets fan, you can be a Yankees fan, Giants and Jets, uh, Islanders and Rangers. Like, it's just it's just funny. But they were saying that, uh, you know, most of that money is lost to Vegas because Vegas allows gambling and stuff like that. Uh, but a lot of it's been getting lost to Jersey now because Jersey legalized sports, online sports gambling. Um, not... Uh, like last year, and I think Connecticut just did it. So I'm all for it. Like this, this is like this was kind of my argument with weed and stuff. Like um, because like Massachusetts has legal rec- recreational weed uh, and have for for a while. And both both of my of of age children have been to Massachusetts, paying Massachusetts taxes on Mass- Massachusetts weed. And that's great because that's where it's you know it's going. But I would honestly love to have some of that money come and stay in New York. And the moment they legalize it here, like I think even if I don't need any, I'm going to go get some because I just love the idea of walking into a store and being like, "Hey, man, let me get some purple Kush or whatever they're selling that day." Yeah, you know, let me get that. Uh, let me get some peanut butter. Uh, a hammer, eagles. Never mind. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was really good. I, I'm. It's it's kind of a weird thing. It's like because you don't want to necessarily exploit people's vices like that, right? Like, why is this being such a dick? Sorry. Um, you don't want to necessarily exploit people's vices like that because that's not being a good human. And as uh, I believe it was Jesus that once said, uh, "Do not exploit people's vices," unless, of course. It's on the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and then that's okay. Jesus, very smart dude. Uh, also, not a sponsor. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Was it going over there? No. Was it going over there? No. Um, oh, right, exploiting people's vices. Like, the reality is, like, you don't want to do that, right? You really don't. Um, they used to have, or maybe they still have, uh, it, it's a tax on uh, alcohol gasoline and tobacco and it's called or referred to as the syntax like not in writing not syntax sin as in mortal sin or deadly sin uh, and then tax 
because these were taxes on vices. Like, people are going to do this anyway, and they tax you as kind of a punishment for doing them. Uh, but I know in the case of tobacco specifically, a lot of those taxes were set up to or were were created so that there would actually be a fund to take care of the people that would eventually get sick from smoking and stuff like that. And I know, like, the New York State Lottery, somewhat famously, uh, used to, and might still, but used to help pay for public education, which I think is funny. Um, Because I think the more educated you are, the less you play lotteries. But I I don't know. But point is, people are going to do what they're going to do, and as much of uh, of the sins that I'm doing and I engage in, just not all that much. But like, I have no problem. Like, if those pay, if those taxes help pay for local resources, <clears throat> I think it's a great idea. And I think it was hella stupid that both Nassau and Suffolk County turned down the referendum whenever years ago that we did it. But now that it's been passed by the state, it's too bad. Nassau and Suffolk County. I mean, you guys can decide to not have it. But I swear it all that's holy. Like, I will vote anybody out of office in Suffolk County that just doesn't take advantage of this. And if you think, like, being able to buy weed at, like, five places in Suffolk County is going to, like, create a weed epidemic epidemic or anything like that or have help people have uh, gateway drugs into, like, opioids. So I got news for you. Doctors are the gateway to opioids. We've proven that over and over again. Rich white people with extra pills for every sneeze they take are the problem there, not weed. People that are going to smoke weed are going to smoke weed anyway. Just because I was under 21 did not mean I was not drinking alcohol. That's foolish. And if you're thinking that way, you are a fool. That's what foolish means. So why don't we just open this up? If you can go buy a cheeseburger from McDonald's, it's going to kill you. At the very least, you should be able to enjoy some weed first. That's that's my weed opinion for the week. Uh, in other news... There's always other news. Um, so I uh, the new top 20 is out. I don't know that I could tell you. I wrote it down. It's here somewhere. Uh, the new top 20 is out. Please check it out. Please like and subscribe to Stranger, Strangerhood TV. Uh, just, just do it. <laughs> I realize I'm not doing a great job of promoting it. I really, I'm really just kind of uh, really out of time a, a, lot of, a lot of days. Like I've been late. I've been late all day today. Like that's that. Like it's it's just past noon, and I've been late all day today. So like I barely got. I mean, I don't think I even got here on time. Like I was gonna try and do something today that I'll talk about a little bit later. I might still try and test it because why not? You guys are cool. I'm kind of cool. Maybe we'll see what's going on. I cannot get this microphone in the right place. I'm just, it's that kind of day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's that kind of day. What kind of day? The kind of day. That you can do anything you want to be show. I think that's that's Blue's Clues, right? Anyway, the new Top 20 is out. Check that out. Also, I reposted the interview with uh, Miss Annie Stoic because I got the video from her. Her video went to spam, which uh, I assume is where all of Annie's uh, emails should go, right? Spam. So we pulled it out of spam, and I did redo the top 20 from two weeks ago with a live interview of Ms. Stoic. I would check it out. Annie is a great guest, as I've said before. Um, super entertaining. A lot of um, a lot of stuff just happens to Annie. <laughs> like, and I just, 
I love those stories and her being in a different place uh, in her career and her environment. Is, like I said last week, is always interesting to me to find out. So that video is up, as is last week's Top 20. And we are about a week in front of posting this video on next week's Top 20. So be sure and check that out. I've got other information. Uh, on Bacon is My Podcast, the full interview with uh, The Ansible is out. And then Paul Bromwell is the seven questions. I don't know who that is. I did not get a chance to do the seven questions. Like I said, I've been late all day. Um, I do want to take a minute to point out something, though. Um, uh, Bacon is My Podcast is doing something called the Bimpy Awards, uh, which will be out, uh, I guess, sometime in January. I have been notified that uh, my issue episode of seven questions is currently leading the pack in votes now the votes are counted by you good people people that are in the listening audience in the bimp listen audience and the hard rock lunchbox top 20 listening audience uh, if you can get yourself uh, over to the uh, bacon is my podcast patreon account you can vote you do not have to be a patreon member uh, but you can vote and i normally do not I normally do not jockey for these kinds of things. I always appreciate when I get voted for anything. I just generally don't promote them because I I, I have trouble engaging in that level of competition. I, I just do. I, I, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I never feel deserving of any of it. But I am always appreciative, appreciative of it when it happens. I've actually won several awards uh, over the years. Um... And every single one of them was unexpected. <laughs> and every single one of them is appreciated. Like, I just I just recently won uh, an Elephant Indie, uh, Indie Talk Award. I don't even remember what it was for, to be perfectly honest. I remember, because I messaged Jerry, who runs Elephant Talk, and I was like, I think this is the first one I have ever, ever won. And I'll have to double check what it's for. It couldn't have been the cover, because that didn't come out yet. But Speaking of which, did you hear our new cover? Anybody like that one? But I would appreciate if you could vote. Uh, and and to be perfectly honest, the main reason I want to win this is because I have seen the award, and I would really like to get my hands on this award. It'll actually go up. I have a place of distinction. I have where I won uh, Male Vocalist of the Year and Rock Band of the Year. Like I actually have those trophies up and out. They're upstairs. I don't have them here. I should have them here. I should keep them like right. Like they should be right here. Uh, But I would love to add that. Uh, It's funny. My producer, uh, Eddie, actually, Eddie won an Emmy, and he won an Emmy for doing sound for the uh, U.S. Open, the tennis match. And he won an actual honest-to-God Emmy. And he, he, when he did that, he made what I still consider to be the world's greatest business card in the world. So picture... You would, you would listening cannot picture this, but next week you can picture. This. So picture this is the Emmy. This microphone is the Emmy Award. You've seen it. It's like the big, looks like a world and stuff like that. So he took a picture of the Emmy and him at a desk, but the Emmy is here and Eddie is all the way back here. And that was his business card. And I thought that was one of the funniest, funniest things I've ever seen. And I might do that once I win the Pimpy Award. Uh, in other news, um, we've got a show this Saturday. Uh, Bad Mary and all new episode are playing. Oh, Enter the Cosmic! I didn't know they were playing. That's I should pay attention more. 
Uh, also, upcoming releases, Calling All the Creeps from Jackknife Stiletto is supposedly releasing this Friday. I guess we'll see. Uh, brand new music from Something Heavy. It's been a little while. That uh, that's uh, Surface will be releasing tomorrow as well. Uh, also, um, uh, pre a little pre-happy birthday to my buddy Mikey, whose birthday happens to be tomorrow. Enjoy your spin around the sun. Um, I'm going to talk about the show on Saturday uh, a little bit later on, um, but I do want to just, if anyone's got a dip out of my listening audience, I do want to thank anyone and everyone that uh, helped us do that show, was part of that audience, uh, helped us take video of Dirty Deeds, anything and everything that you guys did, like even just, you know, honestly, just even buying tickets so that we didn't have to stress not selling enough tickets like thank you guys so much like you're such a huge part of making our shows great and making our shows possible so just like i said i'll I'll talk more about the show a little bit later um but i did want to thank you for that so i have i have something i want to talk about and i don't think i'm gonna get all emotional about it but i might I have to give you some context, and it has to do a lot with the new cover. The, the We covered, if you don't know, we covered Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap from ACDC. The reason we covered it is because we were just sort of jamming around one night, and it turns out that we all knew it. Uh, the reason, actually, the song, the cover version is in a different key is because I didn't know what key it was in, and I just started playing it, and I was like, oh, cool, let's do this. So we ended up keeping it in that key because I can sing it in that key, so... That's the reason it's in, but that's kind of how that came about. And then we were asked to be part of a compilation of covers by the good people over at the After Hours Review, and they were putting together a whole compilation of bands doing their favorite covers and stuff, and that sort of fizzled out. I mean, I think Dan and V said that they might be doing something with a physical CD or a playlist or whatever, but I I have not heard from them Um in a while about it so I, I honestly don't know what they're doing and it, it's not that big of a deal because they can do what they want to do and you know we kind of just had our hand forced because we had we've had this to, to be to be perfectly blunt we've had dirty deeds out like it's been ready since june and we held it up this entire time because they couldn't they couldn't finish their side of the project so I just got tired of waiting. My band got tired of waiting, and we had this show, and we decided to release it. So that's why it took so long, but that's also why it's out now. So I don't know what they're going to do going forward. Hopefully they do something, but I don't know. I can't speak for them, and I, I, I just don't. I don't hear from them um, all that often, so I don't. I don't know what's up. But so here's the thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some context before I get into because I know everybody loves when I give them context, right? Like there's no better way to waste time on a radio show than to provide context. So here we go. So when I was in school, high school, early, early high school, so I'm going to say I was 14 or 15 years old. Um, I was in a band. We were about as good as you would expect. Uh, the band was called Sour Mash. It was called Sour Mash because Sour Mash is the thing, uh, the precursor to making like whiskeys and stuff like that, specifically um, Jack Daniels, which at that time me and all my friends drank. I do not drink Jack Daniels anymore because at the time that was all me and my friends drank, and I have thrown it up enough times. 
You could also add to that list Southern Comfort, which I cannot, which I cannot even smell anymore without getting nauseous. So, a little bit, a little bit about me. <laughs> so the band was called Sour Mash. We played only covers. I, I, I was writing songs, but I they were awful. I mean, awful and awful to the point where I knew they were awful back then. Um, but we used to play around the island. We played, I mean, it's funny that, uh, you know, like I should rail against cover bands uh, as I got older. But, like, I think that when you're younger is when you should be in cover bands. And I think that cover bands kind of over a certain age is a little bit silly, unless you're doing a tribute. But, again, that's different. Um, but that's what we were doing. I was 15 years old. We were doing covers. We did a lot of Led Zeppelin. We did some ACDC. We would do stuff like the Scorpions and that kind of stuff. Um, and what you need to know about it is that we were all kids in high school basically doing our best, and we weren't bad. We were not terrible. We were not great, uh, but we were not bad. We used to play backyard parties and get shut down by the cops. Every single stereotype of a high school band that you could expect, like we nailed. Uh, our first show, and we played at a place called Sparks in Huntington, the promoter ripped us off. Our very first show, we got ripped off by the promoter, and that should have told me everything I needed to know about music. But, so the band consisted of myself. I was not singing. I was just a guitar player. Uh, my buddy, uh, Bob Delboy, who was the drummer, um, and my buddy, Ed, Ed Hanlon, who played bass, and... Uh, we had a singer named Andy. We actually had two singers named Andy, and that's a story for another time. But uh, myself and my friend Jason Caputo were the two guitar players. And we were from two different places. Like, you know, Jason, um, and this is this is just to describe it, Jason had, Jason's family had some money. He had a really nice guitar. I think he took lessons. Um, but Jason was very more bluesy um, and... He loved ACDC. ACDC was his thing. Anytime we brought in ACDC, it, like he did the solos on it. He took lead, like lead in like the band, like how it how it should sound. And anytime we did like Led Zeppelin or something, like that that was always mine. <clears throat> and I would always do that uh, and make sure that we played it right. And I would take the solos on those songs too. <clears throat> so it was it was just kind of funny, and it hit me about a month ago. That of all the songs I've played over the years and all the bands I've covered over the years, that the first time I actually like record, produce, master, and you know, send out to the world is an ACDC song. It just struck me as funny. And I used this opportunity to use Facebook for exactly what it was intended. Uh, well, actually, I guess the original intention was for Mark Zuckerberg to pick up girls. And as sleazy as that is, it is what it is. But the way the rest of us use it, which is to keep in touch with people that we normally just cannot keep in touch with. Well, Jason lives in Alaska. I do not run into him all that often or ever. <laughs> but we have touched base over the years, mainly just to say hey or whatever. And so I had thought... Once this comes out, I was definitely going to let him know because it was funny to me that I was finally putting out a song that technically, if this were over 20 years ago, he would have he would have been running. He would have been running the show on. <laughs> Just struck me as funny. Not a really big deal, but struck me as funny. But what I got out of the exchange was really, really super nice and... Um, puts things in a lot of perspective for me as I 
trip through and struggle my way through, um, you know, relationships with people in, in bands and music and like the really some of the awful stuff that's that's, you know, happened to me specifically over the past, I don't know, like decade at the hands of like other bands and other musicians. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people don't see it because I don't really voice it all that often. But like the reality is like I have been treated like shit by so many people for absolutely no reason. I mean, and sometimes maybe there's even a little bit of a reason, but a little bit of a reason that would justify a conversation, not just treating somebody as bad as I get treated. I mean, I've been blackballed. I've been blacklisted. I've been cursed out. I've been, you know, basically kicked off of shows. Like, a whole whole bunch of things that, like, if I sat and told you, like, all of them, you'd be like, you have got to be kidding. Like, you'd pull one of those Patrick's like, no way. So, when I read what I'm about to read to you, it just was nice to hear about something that, and the way that I try and carry myself and conduct myself in even stuff today, but even as far back as then, I guess when I was learning how to do it, mattered. And it mattered to people that I have not spoken to in 20 plus years, and that's important. So, uh, I'm going to just read you the exchange because there's no better way to actually say what it was. So... Um, this is the day it came out. Uh, Dirty Deeds came out last Friday, so I just posted the link to Jason's page, and I said exactly this. I said, it took more than 20 years, but I finally covered an ACTC song for real. I think Teenage You would be proud. And then I laughed and said, hope you're well. And that was basically it. And then uh, my friend Ed actually commented on it first. said, yeah, yeah, we did a few in Sour Mash, which honestly, like, it's awesome that he even remembers the name of the band. I'm not sure that I would have right away, but, like, that was cool. And I was like, damn right we did. But here's... So so Jason had said, you know, damn nice, man. Adult me is proud, too, which was awesome. But this is, this is what Jason said, and this is what actually just stopped me kind of, kind of in my tracks. And this is the part that I wanted to share. So Jason says... Um, not sure I ever shared this with you, but to this day, I appreciate your support during the Sour Mash days. Everyone in the band, and then he names like uh, Ed, uh, Bob, and Andy, and as well as our friends hanging out like Steve and Phil, I have, and others that I've regrettably lost contact with, but still remember their faces. I felt we're, we're such a loving crew, and I look back super fondly thinking of everyone. Then, add to that, you, another guitarist, allowing me in and giving me room to grow as a budding musician, sharing solo spots, encouraging me. Those situations can be fraught with negative competition, even as adults, much less junior high school. Well, I guess it was junior high school. I never felt that. I never felt that. Thanks, DJ. I think maybe we were all lucky we found each other and had that time together. I know I was. And, like... That was awesome. Like, that was really, really awesome. And and just to kind of complete this, uh, Ed, who was our bass player, uh, that band changed my life. That band changed my life, and I still consider the whole band to be some of the best friends I've ever had. Playing with people you like is one of the most rewarding things you can do. And even Bob, the drummer who I have not spoken to in forever, uh, it was a time I will never forget. You were all family to me. Jay, I still get <laughs> I still get chills when I hear the lead and you shook me because when you hit those first couple of notes, it made the whole song come together. Yeah. So 
I mean, this is a million years ago, right? And it made that sort of impact. And I'm not saying it was just me because it wasn't. But it's about the environment that's created uh, when people are trying to do something. And it, it would go on later, I would imagine, to really cement my idea of what it's like to be part of a team. And to create this sort of conducive atmosphere for people to really excel, to have room to be things and do things. And it, it, it may not always seem like that's where I'm trying to go uh, because I have my own shit to shovel and I have my own securities and own problems and stuff. But to be perfectly honest, like I am always happier in those spaces where people are comfortable to just do things, where it's okay to share ideas, even if they're stupid, even if they're bad. But maybe they have a place to go. Maybe they have a place to grow. Um, you know, those those kinds of things are important to me. And they and they manifest themselves in shows that we build and, and, and bands that we're friends with. It's, it's, it's something that manifests itself in all the new-to-use stuff and all the Long Island Rock Unplugged stuff. I mean, like, we used to joke with the Long Island Rock Unplugged, like, honestly, the mistakes made there, like... Yeah, man, that's what made that show great. Like, the more mistakes, honestly, the better. Like, where else are you going to see that stuff? I love that. I love those kinds of things. And, like, intimacy is not the right word, but, like, the, the, the bonding and stuff that kind of comes out of that and what it leads people to do and what it lays comfort um, for people to, to start from. And I, and I hope... I hope I do that for as many people as I possibly can in this life, and I hope I don't derail too many people whenever I get it wrong and stuff like that. But, like, it's just it's just really nice to know that that sort of stuff exists and that I was part of something that put that into the ether that long ago and made that much of a difference. I have not thought about that band in 20-plus years. I've been busy... Working on other bands and other projects, but I did, I did had, I did mention back to Jay in my comment back to him that, um, you know, I I think that if I hadn't loved that time so much and that band so much, I can't imagine there would be any reason or any way I would have pursued that path for very long. Because, as anybody will tell you, not that I'm on such a scary level of musicianship or bandship, but if anybody, it, it, anybody on my level and probably a little lower or higher will tell you it is one of the hardest goddamn things in the world to do this. I mean, you got to understand, people are awful to you all the time. And then every now and then, people are just amazing. And those moments, I think, are why we keep doing it. So, that's awesome. And thanks for listening to my long, dumbass high school or apparently junior high school story. I appreciate you giving me the time to indulge and giving me a comfortable space to just talk and do stuff wrong and make a fool of myself and hit the wrong button and show up late and ignore the chat and all the stuff that makes the Hard Rock Lunchbox so great. So I'm going to play some music and I'm going to talk to you about things we got coming up over the next, I don't know, eight weeks left of the year can you even believe that oh god jesus christ i don't know how it got to be november but it did so i'm gonna play you some music so i can shut up and de-ignore the chat unignore re-ignore no disignore disignore the chat that's what i'm gonna do next but in the meantime there's a little pod get your boom out <laughs>